Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of Android Faithful. Uh, it is Tuesday, November 21st, just a couple of days before Thanksgiving. I'm Ron Richards, and I'm joined with this week. Hi, Michelle Rahman. Welcome, Michelle. Uh, unfortunately, Wynn is, uh, she's on vacation. She's partying up. We're very excited for her, but uh, those of you watching live in the chat, she's watching live from Japan, which is pretty exciting, so you can chat with her, um, but we're also going to hear from her later in the show via a previously recorded little bit, um, but I know Wynn was so bummed to be missing this week's episode because we have a very special guest, Mr. J.R. Raphael. Welcome to the show. Hello. Wonderful to be here. I got Thank that name right, Jr. I, I did my homework. You did first time. First yeah. time in like all the, what, 20 years? <laughs> Maybe 40 years? I, I got, don't know how long we've been doing I, this. The lesson finally it finally sunk in this past summer. But J- Jr., <laughs> you so you were, Jr., you joined us a lot in the early days of All About Android, and then schedules didn't line up, and then for a little bit you were sending in your video tips uh, for more than a little bit. It was like a year, wasn't it? It was a good run, yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. And yeah. so, so when we had the new show, I was like, "Jr., you got to come on the new show." Um, and we we wanted to wait a little bit uh, until some ducks came in the row, but we're super excited to have you because we've got a little bit of announcement to make, don't we? Right? We do. We do. It's overdue, and I'm glad to be here. We were trying to figure out how many years. I don't know. Seventeen, seventy-two. It's been a really long time <laughs> since we've been live in the same virtual yep. location together. Yep. <laughs> well, so before we get started on the show and make the announcement, uh, why don't we tell folks uh, what you're doing these days over at the Intelligence? So. Yeah, so so the Intelligence is the newly launched kind of big brand on top of of Android Intelligence. There's also now Windows Intelligence. Uh, I've been joined by the wonderful. Chris Hoffman, most recently editor-in-chief over at How to Geek. He's writing a Windows newsletter. I'm doing the Android thing. And the intelligence is kind of the big schlebang around it all. So we just launched that like a week ago. Exciting stuff. It's been in the works for a long time. So yeah, it's a weekly Android newsletter. There's a premium membership resource community, the Windows side. It all kind of comes together and we do all sorts of fun stuff. Very exciting. And so folks can subscribe to it. What do they get for subscribing? So they get, um, can can you tell us what the, the offering is? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to sign up for free, there's a weekly, every Friday is Android Intelligence. It's three things to know and three things to try. 
in your inbox every Friday morning. If you're interested in Windows, there's a Windows intelligence kind of equivalent for the Windows world. And then there are a couple other things during the week. On Wednesdays, we do a thing called Cool Tools, which is just one interesting off-the-beaten-path like tip or tool that works on any device. Chris and I kind of go back and forth on who's writing those. And then we do some like reader tips and other stuff on Monday. But I mean, obviously everyone here is interested in Android. Android intelligence is, is still there, still going strong. And if, if that other stuff is, you know, up your alley, then then cool. It's there for you too. Yeah, exactly. So Android intelligence, we're very excited. And so why we're so excited is that we're, we're teaming up to a certain degree. Um, That's right. So JR, you've been kind enough to provide a special offer to our patrons. Um, so for those of you who are signed up uh, for Android Faithful on Patreon at the Loyal Listener Plan or higher, uh, which is starting at $10 a month, um, JR, you're going you're gonna to send over our way a special coupon that will give you half off of, of one year of membership to, uh, to the Intelligence um, which is which is awesome and and very generous of you and and the folks over at the intelligence so we're uh, really appreciative of that um and it, what I love about that is it brings together you know your newsletter is fantastic hopefully we're doing a good show we're off we're also making an offer to intelligence subscribers to come over and join Android Faithful so a little bit of a crossover as we say in the comic book world right so <laughs> yeah it's cool it's kind of a perfect compliment thing we're not. We're not audio centric. We're kind of more word centric. You guys are audio centric, and we're sort of the, well, I won't say the lone, but but among the few standing independent Android outlets out there, run by you know a few enthusiasts who've been around doing it forever. Uh, and yeah, just to make it clear, like the newsletter is a free thing. That's on Friday. So this is the Intelligence Insider. It's our premium membership resource community. So when you sign up for that, or if you sign up hopefully first here and then get access to that and get like the whole bundle, bundle together. You get access to our app. There are all these on-demand resources, in-depth super guides, a searchable database of every tip, every newsletter that we've ever published going back, gosh, years now. Um, and then we also have our own community and insider help desk, all sorts of people who are there to, you know, I, I say help answer questions. There is sort of that like beginner stuff, but the, the fun part for me is like the creative thinking. Someone comes in with the idea of like, I've got this wacky automation thing and, and what's beautiful about it to me is is not just me. It's like, yeah, I'm there. But there are all these other people who are even smarter, who know so much stuff about the ins and outs on Android. And we get into these cool conversations of thinking up like cool custom creative solutions. Then you also get like an extra extra cool version of the Friday newsletters. They're ad free. It all just kind of comes together nicely. And if you're listening to Android Faithful, you get that. It's, it's, it's a good Thanksgiving it's, meal, you know? It's, it's a great Thanksgiving meal, in fact. So, yeah. so Android Faithful uh, patrons, if you're signed up at the loyal listener level or level or higher, uh, keep an eye out for your Patreon inbox because you'll, uh, you'll very soon you'll be getting some information about how you can sign up for this offer um, and to get half off on, on the uh, on the Intelligence uh, Insider. Um, and uh, important to note, uh, this only happens once a quarter, right? So if you want to get on this, if you want to get on it, you should jump in as soon as you get that information. Um, we'll 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 be doing it again next year at the next window to open up, folks. Uh, but uh, you got to act now if you want to jump on it and get as much Android intelligence as possible as you can get from Jr. and team. Um, so really excited to be working with you, Jr. And really excited for us to be collaborating again. And this means we'll have you on the show again uh, more often in the future. I hope so. Absolutely, it gives us a good <laughs> yeah. reason. To do yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, and the yeah. Really think, you know, you hate to get like overly gimmicky, but what we're trying to do with that because of the community nature, it's like we don't want it, it works because it's kind of small and tight knit. So we're kind of limiting it to these quarterly windows and we'll see how it goes. That's kind of how we're trying it for now. But yeah, you got, you know, basically through 
through Thanksgiving weekend, uh, like a week or you know, week or two to do it. And and likewise, anyone who's listening who's already on the Intelligence Insider side, there's a, a similar deal there. So we've got everybody taken care of. It's exactly. Good. Yeah. If you go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Android Faithful, you can see that the uh, uh, sign up for that loyal listener level, get $10 a month. Um, our Android Intelligence friends right now can get that up until uh, December 4th. Um, folks who listen, who uh, subscribe to Android Intelligence get um, are coming in at the $5 level. Um, we're, we're excited to have them on board. We've got a couple of people have already signed up. So welcome to the uh, welcome to the welcome to the party, folks. We're really excited to have you. So yeah, and uh, those of you who don't know, like who don't follow his newsletter already, like even even like from my perspective, like we're constantly scouring the the internet for what's new in Android and like you know all the new cool things that are coming out. But like all the time, there's like it's really you don't know how hard it is to look back and think, hey, you can do this, you can use this old app, you can use your phone in this way, like. I'm constantly impressed by how many things you guys at, you know, these kind of newsletters and all websites like how to geek and all your intelligence, like all the things you're able to scrounge up and all these tips that are so useful. I'm like, I, I completely forget about half the stuff that came out like a year ago. Cause just constantly evolving the world of Android and tech and in, in general. So like, if you're not constantly reading like every single piece of news and you just want to like learn about stuff that's actually useful, then I highly recommend subscribing. Well, thank you. That means a lot coming coming from the one and only Michelle Raman, especially. And for a weird, like, small world full circle moment when Michelle was at his last job working at Esper, he was writing some stuff that ended up in our newsletter. It's everybody's interconnected here. It's one big happy family. <laughs> it is. We love our happy, we love our extended Android family. Um, so, JR, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to the collaboration in the future. Um, but for now, um, usually we got a lot of news to talk about. Usually the week of Thanksgiving is a quiet time, but, uh, those of you who are tuned into the Android news and the tech news in general, um, probably saw some news drop last week that you can probably guess is the first thing we're going to be talking about this week here in the news. Um, and it is sure enough, hell froze over last week on uh, a hat tip to the folks at nine to five, uh, nine to five Mac for uh, the, the, the scoop that Apple announced that they will be bringing RCS support to the iPhone next year. And to that, I say... <laughs> we, we definitely didn't think this would ever happen. Uh, and here we are. Apple is... Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so basically what had happened is, and, and honestly, like it came as a huge shock. The, the news hit on November 16th um, that Apple, you know, in response to, to, to 9to5Mac, Apple let it, let it know that they will be um, providing a, so- a software update later next year um, that would bring RCS to iMessages. Um, and I basically want to read the Apple's uh, explicit quote. Um, where they said later next year we'll be adding our, uh, support to the RCS uni- support for RCS Universal Profile. The standard is currently published by the GSM Association. We believe RCS Universal Profile will offer a better interoperability experience when compared to SMS or MMS. This will work alongside iMessage, which will continue to be the best and most secure messaging experience for Apple users. <laughs> they got to get that little bit of Apple hubris in there. Um, so we're, there's lots of as soon as this news hit, lots of questions, lots of things like that. But uh, Jr. Do you remember where you were when you first heard this was happening? <laughs> I think I was sitting in this very spot, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I will never forget that moment. And what and what was your reaction? <laughs> well, you know, so a couple things. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, this is very good news. But I mean, that being said, I, I hate to give Apple 
too much credit here. We have to be realistic. Apple almost certainly isn't doing this because of its suddenly benevolent, magical, and revolutionary heart. I mean, it's been, it's had a good thing going here and it knows it and it's going to try to keep that going. We've, there have been analysis after analysis over the last few years in particular. And again, this is mostly a US issue, but here in the US that have shown people are sticking with iOS products and moving to iOS products because of that iMessage effect, especially when you get to the youths, the young people, there's, there's a lot of stigma around the green bubble, but really even above the youth. So there, it, it seems pretty clear, though it hasn't been explicitly said yet, that there's a reason this is happening. We know there were a lot of investigations, regular, regulatory things going on in the EU. It would make sense that Apple is trying to get ahead of that, pull the trigger on its own before it's forced to do something even more drastic. So, but that being said, yeah, it's good is going to make this whole cross-platform silliness a little less silly. Realistically, it's probably not going to change much with the stigma, with all the green bubble and nonsense and all that. But it'll make for a little less of a dumbed down, artificially, you know, weakened experience with the messaging With in terms of we've all had this where you send or receive like a, an absurdly low resolution image or a video you can't even watch. It'll help with that. And that's what matters is the function. Exactly. Exactly. It, it was funny because when I heard the news, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted an Instagram story of the screenshot of the nine to five Mac story. And I put in the music. We are the champions by queen <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I was very, uh, had a lot of hubris myself and felt as if we, you know, Google deserved to take a victory lap here because we talked about last week that Google had sent a note, uh, to the EU claiming that, uh, that iMessage should be considered part of the digital, uh, the digital, what is the fair markets act or digital markets act should be a gatekeeper, considered a gatekeeper, a gatekeeper yeah. under the DMA. So, so who knows if that's what, what pushed, Apple to be like, oh, we don't want to have the EU come and make us, let's get ahead of it, like you mentioned, JR. But that led to the inevitable next question is like, does this mean we are free of green bubbles? And of course not, because the, the follow-up <laughs> clarification that Apple provided is that RCS messages will still use green bubble, bubbles, uh, uh, as Apple confirmed, um, which is not a surprise. And of course, they're going to still stigmatize anybody not using iMessage. But to your point, JR, it doesn't matter if I, you know, hopefully people can 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 look past the colors of the bubbles and recognize that getting a decently resolution image or video when sent and not have, you know, lag between messages and all that, you know, the interop interoperability um, uh, still there. That's what that ultimately is what's most important. Um, but, you know, it's also interesting that um, they are not going with Google's spec of RCS, rather the, um, what was it, the, the G, I forget the name of it, the, G, yeah, the, GSM, the GSM Association. Associations, yeah, the RCS Universal Profile, yeah. which, you know, continues to kind of like, you know, they're not fully, fully on board with Google, but they're making a step towards the middle. Um, Michelle, where were you when you heard the news? I was in, on my desktop PC in another room when I heard the news. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a shock. Like, um of course, the first question that came to everyone's mind is, will Apple continue to use Greenbubble? And then, yeah, the answer was yes, they will. So, of course, the thing that we most wanted to happen, you know, re reduction of that stigmatization of Greenbubble users is probably not going to... Uh, it's going to take a long time for that stigma to go away. Because even though next year, sometime next year, we don't know exactly when, you know, Greenbubble users will finally have a lot of features that they've been missing for a long time, like higher quality media and group messages, um, you know, uh, t reading indicators, typing indicators, and things like that. Uh, those are like the two biggest things that kind of shun Greenbubble users out of group messages with iMessage users. So even though we're going to get those features finally, like just because 
um, we know about this, like we're talking about it now on the Android Faithful show, how many regular Apple users out there even know that this is coming to their devices next year? I'd wager like 95% of users do not even have not even heard of this announcement. And like only 5% of those users have no, know about the announcement and because they're all like very connected and they're online. I, I'll count. No, I'll counter that, Michelle, actually. I think because this got such pickup over the week. So like two two things about the, the reaction to this is that one, I was shocked at the pickup it got. Of course, nine to five, uh, nine to five Mac. I, I'm just instinctively saying nine to five Google, but nine to five Mac, you know, broke the news. Um, and by the weekend, what day was the 16th? Was it Thursday or Friday? I forget. It was Thursday. By the weekend, I saw articles on local NBC news websites and like it went it went fully went mainstream um, so much so that my family chat with my in-laws that I made them all move to WhatsApp to avoid this problem <laughs> someone in that and like I'm the only tech-minded person in there someone in that chat shared a news article reporting on this saying, does this mean we can move off of WhatsApp next year? <laughs> so like, I, I do think that it reached the average user and reached the Apple user a little mm. bit more. Um, I saw some chatter on my social media networks and stuff like that of the usual Apple versus Android bickering going, yeah, yeah, iMessage is still better and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like people trying to explain encryption, which was very funny to see um, people not understanding and then encryption and how that works and, and all that fun stuff. But I do think that it actually got out there. But honestly, Apple really needs to send a thank you note to OpenAI for stealing the news cycle on, on Friday and over the weekend with all the drama going on in OpenAI and Sam Altman because like this went from being a major story by Friday to be completely like by the news cycle went so quickly and OpenAI oh, yeah. sucked up so many news cycles that this was I was like kind of sweating I'm like well we have to wait till Tuesday to talk about it. of course this could be relevant to us but like everyone's kind of moved on by this point now. So. Yeah. You could have yeah, a whole a HBO miniseries way. on the, the open AI drama. It's it's insane. <laughs> there probably will be. There probably will be. On the iPhone front, I wonder, uh, even if some iPhone users, average non-techie iPhone users, are starting to be aware of it happening, what will it take for, if they ever become, for them to become aware of the, the stigma of it? Not, not the green bubble thing, but just the idea, because I think there is a very real perception out there that because of this, people think Android phones are just junky, because Apple is really, to, to its credit, as far as business goes, done a, a, a hell of a job reinforcing that narrative that Apple is the premium place where you get you know the highest quality. And look, if you're talking to people on Android, they can't even send high-res images. So I don't know. I'm curious if there will ever be a revelation of, oh, Apple fixed this, and they stopped doing what they were doing, or if it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I guess the Android phones suck a little less now, but they still suck, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it doesn't really matter, but it does in a degree when you look at like the macro picture, the the market share and trends and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't know. I'm sure yeah. Apple will do everything it can to avoid that realization. They're probably not going to highlight it at all whenever it does roll out. No, for sure. Like, kind of yeah. like how, and- kind of like they're adding sideloading support eventually, but they are not going to mention that <laughs> at all. Well, no, I think I think when they do mention it, Michelle, they'll do like they did in their statement, where they're going to say, "Yes, we we're doing that, and we're we're making a step towards the middle." But iMessage is still more secure. iMessage is still better. They're still they're gonna they're gonna use it to even pump up their own products a little more. Um, I was I was curious what Google's response was um, in terms of this. And Google, you know, very much embracing the meeting them in the middle. Um, Google said that it's uh, quote happy to see Apple take the first step today by coming on board to embrace RCS. Um, and basically, Google said they look forward to working with Apple to implement this on iOS in a way that works well for everybody. So if Google 
and Apple can work together, can reach, you know, I feel like this, I, I hate politics, but I feel like this is like reaching across the aisle. This is a real like red versus blue, green versus blue kind of thing. Um, hopefully we can all come together and uh, be in a more common ground when it comes to messaging, which is all we all want, you know, so. Um, Don't you mean just switch to WhatsApp? Like everyone else, sure. yeah, exactly, <laughs> or Telegram, or whatever, yeah, whatever your app of uh, of me- messaging cho- thing is of choice. So, either way, uh, hell froze over. The unthinkable happened. Um, just insane. Um, before we move to our next story, I forgot to mention when we were talking uh, before we started getting into the news. Stay tuned to the end of the show because we've got a little special Thanksgiving given thanks kind of thing planned. Um, so if you don't, if you Stop listening during the news. Keep listening to the end. Trust me, you're gonna. We got some surprises at the end of the show for you. So I just want to make sure everyone knew that was coming. So, but on to messages, Michelle. I have to give you some credit because uh, last week when we were talking about nothing coming out with uh, nothing chats and enabling iMessage support, uh, you were very vocal in saying this was not something you would do. Um, and I feel like you were the bellwether on this next story. Right? <laughs> Ooh, that right. proved out nicely for you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I thought that uh, it might not have been a good idea. You know, there might be some issues with it. Like, I did not expect it to be this bad. Like, So what happened? uh, So basically, they released um, Nothing Chat. And then very quickly, as it became public on Friday, there was like a public beta. People were using it. A lot of researchers who were very skeptical and I guess irate at Nothing and Sunbird over their marketing and their messaging claiming it's very secure, decided to dig a little deeper and like, sniff their packets and like see what exactly what data is being transmitted between their device and the internet and they quickly found out that they're not following security best practices let's just say like um i i didn't like i don't have the exact full details like if you want to look at the exact issues there's an article on text.com as well as nine to five google that dives deep into the exact um problematic security practices that nothing's um chat app which is based on sunbird is following and uh, yeah, like they're not encrypting messaging messages and images as they're being sent between the device and um, the server. Like all this is being hosted on like a publicly accessible Firebase um, backend. And there's all sorts of other issues with the implementation. So much so that nothing immediately pulled the application from the App Store, from the Google Play and, um, and like all those devices. And like right after, there's only like a couple, I think a day after they, they launched it publicly, they pulled the app and they said, you know, we're going to be working through this. We're going to try to fix it. And then right after, I think earlier today, or was it yesterday, Sunbird shut down its own iMessage app. So like this really, really hyped up launch, which was kind of funnily overtaken by Apple announcing RCS support on its own devices, you know, um, <laughs> CarPlay, like he's he's a marketing genius. It, it really seemed like he got something right with the marketing. Like this, he partnered up with Marquez Brownlee. They had a big collaboration, and then like a, they even had like a Washington Post review this article. Like this app, they they really hit us. They made a splash with their you know iMessage app for Android. But then because the application itself just wasn't well designed, unfortunately, it's kind of backfired spectacularly on them. This was this was like another roller coaster. Like I feel like this week between like Apple and RCS and OpenAI and the nothing chats kind of thing was just like an absolute roller coaster. So JR, when you saw this nothing chats thing kind of starting, what was your take on it? Did you were you skeptical of it or? You know, I, I'm always a little skeptical of anything. The more parties you bring in, third parties and, and intermediaries, it just the more room there is for error. But I I sure wouldn't have 
thought it would have been this bad. <laughs> I mean, this was this was a shock. It was like a jaw drop moment to, to see. What what I wonder, I mean, there's obviously a lot of egg on face here and, and Sunbird is what, what Sunbird is, but how did nothing not vet this better? I mean, they're a, a technology company. They're putting it out to their their customers and they talk a fair bit about privacy and about engineering and, and all the things that should come together to say, didn't you look at it? Like, you know, an average user isn't going to be able to find this, but you think the company signing a major partnership to bring it as like a native service on their devices would have been. So that's where, oh, I, I'm just kind of waiting with bated breath and fascinated to see at whatever point, nothing addresses it, what they say. I mean, I think they basically danced around it. Obviously the, the tweet or yeah. post, whatever it is, is up there. Yeah. So um, on, on, we, oh, by the way, uh, we, uh, JR, when is, uh, has, she's come up with a clever uh, name for the Twitter X thing as Twix. So Twix. Yes. Ooh, every now and then we refer tasty, to it as Twix, like but yeah, but so yeah, no, the only, <laughs> the only public statement, nothing is made about this is through a post on, on Twix, which is where they said, we've removed the nothing chats beta from the play store and we'll be delaying the launch until further notice to work with Sunberg Sunbird to fix several bugs. Understatement of the year, my, my insertion there. Uh, they said, we apologize for the delay and we'll do right by our users. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that was my, my thought exactly also, JR, which is like nothing probably got excited by this and moved very quickly. You know, what is the, what is the axiom? Move fast and break things. And they, they broke things and they, they, broke they sucked a, it up. Yeah, exactly. They broke a little <laughs> too much. So, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, cause I appreciate the disruption that they tried to do, you know, but, uh, didn't work out. It was a really cool idea. I mean, the Apple thing kind of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails, but then this happened. It was just like, Ooh, Ooh, that's rough. I, I feel like they're gonna sunbird, you know, whatever. No one has a strong opinion one way or the other of sunbird, but I feel like nothing is going to have to do a lot to regain trust. And I said in that, that Twix, they did apologize, but they apologized for the delay. I feel like they kind of owe users a little more of an explanation and apology, there's probably not much they can say, but I feel like they have to say something if they're going to regain any kind of any kind of trust, any perception of integrity and and quality. It's that's rough. I will that's say rough. it definitely it definitely had echoes of early stage OnePlus uh, back when Carl was running OnePlus when they were marketing mishaps and and stumbles yeah. uh, nearly every week. But uh, and here in the chat uh, for our live stream viewers, cousin of Josh said reset the OnePlus uh, nothing counter. Uh, yeah, they they definitely have some egg on their face and they're going to have to do some damage control, I think, on this. Or they just ignore it and move on. Like, which, right. honestly, sometimes in, like, corporate communications, that's the best thing you can do. Because, like, opening yourself up to criticism or opening yourself up to talk to talking about it, what are you, you know, like, there was a problem, they pulled it, we're moving forward, you know. How many people bad knew about dump, it, really? Dumping it over this past weekend, everyone, nobody would have seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so. what did it roll out for a day? I mean, two days, it was hardly anything. It, it was Only, hard, yeah. uh, on the other hand, I guess the nothing users are the types of people who are aware of these things. But in terms of like broader public perception, most people probably didn't even know anything happened. I, I did find it funny with Sunbird how they were like, Sunbird's like, none of your messages are on our servers. It's like, well, yeah, but they're on Firebase <laughs> servers that you own that, that, like, that you're, that you're, con that you're using in the cloud. Like it is like, there was, there was some dancing around language from on Sunbird's side as well to make it seem like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, what a, what a, what a messaging roller coaster this past week has been. It's been insane. Um, All we need is Google to launch like some new messaging service and we'll have the trifecta of just like everything you could want in, in messaging hell. <laughs> 
if, if Google if Google wants to kill Google Messages and have the next version of whatever the messaging thing is. Bring back Hangouts. It's, it's time. It's been a little while, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Revive all Google right, Allo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, moving on, uh, Google does bring is bringing out some new stuff, not necessarily about messages, but uh, Michelle, why don't you tell us what we, what's coming in QPR2 Beta 1? Yeah, so Google kind of surprise released the first beta for Android 14 QPR2. Now, mind you, this is before they've released the stable build of Android 14 QPR1, which will be coming to Pixel devices as part of the upcoming December feature drop. So in this beta release, there's quite a few new things. Um, um, those of you who are like kind of nerdy and looking at the build number will notice it's it starts with the letter A instead of the letter U, as in like U for upside down cake, which is the code name for Android 14. Um, there's a bit of a technical explanation for why it starts for that. I don't think that's really important to get into right now. Uh, but some of the other actually exciting things that are worth talking about, if you scroll down, um, one of the... More exciting new features, keep scrolling on the video feed, is uh, this feature right here. So when you start a screen recording, you now have the option to record a single app or the entire screen. So normally, um, I think Android 10, Google, or was it Android 9, Google introduced the built-in screen recorder function. And now when you open that dialog, you have the option to record either a single app or the entire screen. And when you record a single app, um, basically any notifications, your status bar, your navigation bar, none of that will be in your final recording. So you just have whatever you're doing inside the app of your choice. And you can also do this with a screencast. So you can choose a single app to screencast instead of your entire screen. So, you know, you don't, you, you don't accidentally embarrass yourself with a message you don't want anyone else to see. It's <laughs> um, the the biggest, exciting... my biggest fear whenever I'm sharing my screen, by the way, is getting some notification or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something in your nothing chat. I mean, we could really go all sorts of places <laughs> with that. Uh, Another exciting change for tablet users is that the taskbar now has a search bar. So when you open the app drawer through the taskbar, um, before you had to scroll through your entire app list if you wanted to launch another app or like drag and drop it to split screen. Now there's a search bar so you can just quickly find the app that you want to open. Um, some of the other things that are added in the beta, these are not, like this upcoming feature is not currently present, but there are hints at it. There's a new quarantined apps page in the hidden away in the developer options. I don't exactly know what uh, it means by quarantine. Like you can take a guess based on the, you know, the, the real life term quarantine, but after what it means in Android world, I don't really know. I said last week, I'll dig deeper. Narrator, narrator he did not dig deeper. I've been just a little too busy this past week. Uh, I, I promise I'll look into it sometime. Um, but moving on, there's a new privacy indicator dialogue. So when you pull down the status bar and an app or and an app is accessing the camera or microphone, you tap that little indicator in the top right. And now you'll see this little pop-up dialogue. Before, it would open you like a full screen page that shows you all these sorts of tools. But now you have this more dedicated, focused dialogue that lets you see what apps are accessing your camera microphone and then stop them from accessing your sensors if you want. One of the more exciting changes that's also not currently available in the current beta, but is hinted at, is a toggle to hide the pixels at a glance widget from the home screen. So this one got a lot of applause. I know a lot of people have for a long time wanted to hide that widget at the very top of the Pixel Launcher. And finally, Google is working on a way to do that. You have to enable this toggle, which is not present by default. I had to enable it manually. And then that space at the top of the widget of the launcher is reclaimed, and you can put whatever apps or widgets you want in its place. And uh, there are a couple of other more exciting changes. Um, if you keep scrolling, Ron, that one's not too interesting. Um, this one is quite interesting. Uh, there's a hint in the code base that Google is working on 
adding a pop-up dialog to the Bluetooth quick setting panel. So right now, you know, if you tap the internet panel, you have this pop-up where you can choose your Wi-Fi network or your mobile data network, and you can switch between the two. Right now, to change your Bluetooth device, you have to long press on the pa- on the tile and then go to Bluetooth settings. Well, there's a hint that Google will add a dialog that just pops up wherever you are on the screen, so you don't have to dive deeper into the full Bluetooth settings to pair a new device or change paired devices. And then I think there's one more. Yeah, this one is really exciting. Um, Video viewers, you can see this screenshot of a page called Private Space. So what I think Google is working on here is a new, basically, a place for you to hide certain apps from other users who are on your device. So if you're familiar with, like, the locked folders in Google Photos uh, or, like, the locked folder in the files by Google app, this seems like it'll be the equivalent of that for for apps on your device. So say you want to hide X or Y app from other users and you can put it in this private space. So only you can access it with potentially a custom lock screen pin. And then there's one more potentially exciting thing, um, keep scrolling Ron, is a notification cooldown feature. So right now, if you if one app spams like 20 notifications at once, it'll just keep pinging your device, ping, 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 ping whatever, whatever sound you have, and it won't stop. It'll play at the same volume. Well, this notification cooldown feature potentially could detect when an app is spamming a notification and then gradually lower the volume. And that's like, at least that's what I think will happen. Like the feature isn't fully working in the current beta release. I just happened to you know find it while looking through the build. And uh, that's pretty much it for what I've discovered uh, so far in Android 14 QPR2 beta one. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. There is one more exciting thing, but I'll leave that to Ron because it's, yes. it's going to be our... Our patron pick. But before we get to that, though, JR, I wanted to, uh, f- for two questions for you. Uh, one, what phone are you using as your daily driver these days and uh, or phone that you're digging? Um, and two, what, what are your thoughts on Android 14? Has it, has it changed your life for the better? <laughs> Good questions. And before I forget, because my brain has very little uh, working memory capacity these days, an interjection there with that notification cooldown, there's a really cool app. I don't know if you guys have used it called uh, Buzzkill that has a very similar feature you can configure. It's a little different in how it works. But for instance, if you know somebody who like just sends every two words as a new message. And so when they're messaging you, it's like, ding, 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 ding. And it just gets, for me, that drives me crazy. Buzzkill, I mean, it does a lot of cool stuff, but one of the things it does is a feature called notification cooldown, where you can say any notification in Google messages that has the name Jim Smith or whatever in it, do not show me more than one every 60 seconds or something. So if you're hungry for that now and you don't want to wait, it doesn't sound like it's exactly the same, but it's a really cool app. does a lot of really nice, it's almost like Gmail filters for your notifications, but it has a lot of powerful stuff that made me think of it. But yeah, so on the phone front, I've got to say, I, I did not expect to like it. I really enjoyed spending time with it. I didn't purchase it, but I had a review, a loaner review unit, uh, my time with the Pixel Fold. Thus far, up till that phone, I hadn't been won over by folding phones. You know, the choices here in the U.S. had been, what, Samsung and Motorola. And and for me, I mean, the software was always an issue. I'm just, I'm not into the Samsung thing. And updates are a problem for me there. But, but more than anything was the form that you carry around this little, like, candy bar remote control thing, and you spend most of your time, or at least I find when I use a foldable phone, I use the outside more than anything. It's nice to be able to open it. So the Pixel Fold really won me over with that form, and I was kind of leaning toward maybe getting that. And then this guy came out, the Pixel 8. So this is also a review unit. This is not my own personal one, but I'm finding, so I've been living with this review unit 
you know, since roughly when the phone came out a little bit before. And I'm kind of finding I'm being won over by this for one main reason, and that is the face unlock everywhere, which I haven't had since the Pixel 4 going way back to that whole butte with the project uh, solely and all that stuff. And it just makes all other camera stuff, all the cool features, all the AI stuff, all that aside, that's something that I appreciate numerous times a day because it's not just having it unlocked when I pick it up, which is nice, but every time I sign into a banking app or you know whatever kind of secure thing you have to sign into, it's just so handy. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll end up getting this, if I'll wait till next year. At this point, the, the phone I officially still own is the Pixel 7 Pro. I've been living with the Pixel 8 and I'm very tempted to make that leap. Well, I, I will say that the Black Friday deals from Google on the Pixel 8 Pro are very, very tempting. In fact, uh, one of my friends who's a, who I would consider a, a tech-adjacent normal uh, texted me. He's like, how's the Pixel 8 Pro? He's like, I see that, that deal is pretty good. Should I pull the trigger? I'm like, I've been pretty happy with it. It's been pretty great. So, um, Yeah, it has. It has. Android 14, you know, I think it's, it's great. I, it, it hasn't been like a night and day life-changing update on the surface, but we're reaching the point where there's so much stuff coming out all year long that if you're on an iPhone, that would be part of like your iOS update, but we get an update to Gmail every month or multiple times a month to Google keep to Chrome to whatever. So yeah, I've been digging it for sure. It's been nice little bits of polish and convenience and all that. Um, But at the same time, I get why people see the update and they say, wait, is anything different? What's the deal? Because we're not really at the stage where it's everything is like this transformation. It's not a visual transformation. I'm sure we'll hit that again at some point, but it's subtle, but yeah, it's been a nice upgrade. Uh, I've been more excited this year by hardware than I expected to be, I guess is what I'd say. Whereas software has kind of been the the key thing for a number of years now. It's like the hardware's cool, but you know, every year it's kind of the same. And and this year uh, with with the Fold and then the Pixel 8 Pro and just some of the nice quality of life things I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by how much I've enjoyed that hardware. You're, you're I need steal- to decide when I'm going to make that bump. You're stealing my thunder a little bit on my what I'm thankful for on the Thanksgiving side of things. Oh, so come there. Stop. No, no, it's all sure. good. No, but I, I share <laughs> I share the feeling for sure. So can I just uh, interject? You mentioned Black Friday deals, but I just have to bring this one up because Samsung is also offering some amazing Black Friday deals because my my dad has always been eyeing a foldable phone, the Galaxy Z Fold Five, and just their their deals this week were just too hard to pass up. He got his Z Fold 5, which for the 512 gigabyte one, I think it's like MSRP of $1,936. He got it for $700 because they took 25% wow. off the base price. And then they traded in, he traded in his Galaxy Note 20 Ultra for $800. That phone came out like over three years ago. Like I don't, Samsung, their, their deals are crazy. That's all I say. Yeah. So bundle and save up to over $1,330 with the Galaxy Z Fold 5. It's, it's, That's it's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Those um, trade-ins have gotten so good. I feel like it was just a few years ago where you, you would have to be crazy to not just go sell it on like Swappa or eBay or whatever you do because yeah. the trade-ins were, you know, it was like you get something, but it was a lazy way out and you get next to nothing for it. Now they're, they're even Google's gotten uh, hit, hit and miss, but at the right time, they've even come up a lot. It's That's, that's yeah. awesome to see. Um, I will take a moment to uh, advocate for the Samsung The Frame uh, TV. That's my, uh, my TV in our living room. Uh, and it, it's fantastic. And it's an older model. The, the most recent model is even better too. So yeah, Samsung's got some good deals, good deal, good deals this year. It's almost as if all the manufacturers and retailers recognize the fact that everybody's poor this year and they need good <laughs> deals. So, um, What do you do? Like what's on your, the frame TV when it's, when it's not on, like, what do you, what do you have it do? So, uh, Samsung has this great, um, uh, it's running Tizen, so it's not running Android, but, um, they basically, 
basically have like an a uh, a app store for art. Um, there's a whole art store where you can go through and there's curations there. There's art from sources like museums, like the Tate Modern and things like that. And there are collections. And so like, so right now I have like a Thanksgiving painting up and like there's, there's a, there's an artist that the kids like Uli Guli that does like these little figures and stuff like that. And so, um, typically it's something kid forward, uh, around whatever holidays of the time period. But like I've had classic, classical, you know, like, you know, 1600s paintings up. I've had, you know, modern stuff you can add your own art. My, my wife had purchased some uh, pieces of art, digital pieces of art that she liked that we put up there that were more on the modern side. So it's really flexible in that regard. You could put photos and things like that if you want. You can plug a USB stick in and upload your own stuff um, if you want to, or you can pull from the, those art sources. So, yeah. That's really cool. And you, you, it just stays on in that mode like 24-7? Yeah, yeah. Like stays just, on, and it's, got an ambient, it's got an ambient mode. It detects when there's nobody's in the room and will turn off and will detect when you walk in the room and bring it back up. Um, it's got the cool kind of wood grain plastic frame that snaps around the frame of the TV. So like – and it's hanging on the wall. So like when – it's it's so um, effective that when we moved in here, we had friends come over who, who knew us from our old apartment um, and said, oh, when would you get that piece? That wasn't in your apartment. And, and her husband leaned over and was like, it's the TV. She's like, she's like, she literally thought it was a framed piece of art. So, um, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. tempting. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. That's very cool. So, um, all right, cool. Well, as uh, Michelle mentioned, uh, every week over on Patreon, our loyal uh, patrons can help us pick a story to talk about on the show. Um, and this week, uh, this Thanksgiving week, uh, we have three stories up for you guys to, to vote on. Uh, Google Cubes coming to the Play Store can help Android users discover new apps to install. Came in third place with 13% of the vote. Um, Gmail for Android may soon make it easier to unsubscribe from annoying spam. Uh, came in second with 39% of the vote. And I feel like every couple of years, Gmail is trying to help you avoid spam. And it just, they never quite crack it, but they're, they're trying again. Um, but the number one story that got the most votes, the 48% of the vote, was Google Pixel phones finally install system updates much faster. Um, and Michelle, as you mentioned, that was part of uh, QPR, uh, QPR2, um, part of the bundle, a bit of the functionality that came out in this um, is that uh, users are seeing uh, much faster installation times with with updates and making the whole process go faster. Um, and they don't appear to be limited to an, a specific model of phone. Um, and it uh, it's you know it applies to app updates, security patches. You know, like the the update of the phone taking up to thirty minutes to an hour. Like I did the most recent update, and I was like, why is this still going? Like it is ridiculous how fast, how long it's taking, um, and so it's great to see that now uh, it is able to go faster. Michelle, can you under the hood explain a little bit how this is happening? Or uh, so I don't have the full details myself, but um, Android Police founder and uh, APK Mirror founder Artem Rusakovsky reached out to his contacts at Google, and he actually came up with three potential reasons why this um so i'm not saying potential reasons these are what he learned from google as to why uh the update process has been significantly improved so according to what he was told um number one android now parallelizes compression operations so he says that ota installs previously require individually compressing thousands or they require compressing thousands of small blocks and now this is all being done in parallel. So this is all instead of being done like one at a time sequentially, it's now being done simultaneously. And this has led to a 26% reduction in install time during Google's testing. Number two, Artem also says that Android now batches operations of these small blocks. So for example, um, 
instead of, I mean, it's all kind of technical. It, we don't really think of the details, but, but uh, this um, change has resulted in a 24% reduction in stall time during Google's tests. And then the last thing that Google also did is that they switched the compression um, method from LZ from, from GZ, from GZIP, to now LZ4, which is a different compression algorithm. So this results in a 50% decrease in install time. And then combined, these three changes has resulted in taking a 25-minute installation time down to around six minutes. So um, there's like a lot of things that are going on when you are installing an over-the-air up, over update. Like I think one of the things that people have noticed takes the longest is the optimizing apps. Yes. Step. Yeah. And, oh, you know, that's oh, like... Google has tried to like various ways to speed that up. You know, like when do you do that optimization step? Because that optimization step has to be done. Like the uh, Android runtime, like the it's like literally compiling apps. Like, do you do that in the background when the user is not using the device? Do you do it when the user is using the device? How many CPU threads do you dedicate to doing that? If you take too much, like, will that prevent the user from using their phone for other stuff? Like, there's a lot of considerations that need to be done, and Google is constantly optimizing. You know, this whole installation process because it's not really a thing that a lot of people you know we complain about at techies because we're constantly updating the beta all the time we're like we want the reboot now we want the new update now <laughs> but the average user is like i don't even want to update right i'll just well, like, and, and that's the, the thing, last and the, minute and, to update and the, the the long time it takes to update makes you not want to update because there's up to a half an hour to an hour that you can't use your phone right and and google's that, going smart. well the the seamless updates has kind of gotten rid of that like you could still use your phone during these, whenever a pixel is installing an update, it's just that uh, if you if you're like an impatient like techie like us, you want to reboot right now. You want that update right now. You don't want to wait for this optimizing app state. <laughs> It'll take like thirty minutes. So uh, yeah, it's nice that Google has sped this up by a lot because you know it it is kind of you're wondering like why does it take so long to optimize apps? Like why does it have to sit there for an hour? Like what's it doing? And uh, yeah, I'm just really glad I, it's I just, being done. I mean. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on a side note. I was going to say yeah, I yeah. adore the fact that uh, Artem is the one who <laughs> dug this up and sourced it. It's like you can take Artem out of Android Police, but you can't take the Android Police out of Artem. I love that he's still just like posting stuff on his own on on, on Twix, and also that he has stuck to that one profile picture since I as long I, going back. I don't know. Whenever I first, before I even met him, became aware of him, 2000. Eight, nine, I don't know, whenever that was. He's he's committed to that, and I appreciate that. I love that guy. And and he's still doing awesome work, just kind of out, out doing his thing. I mean, I guess I don't know what his official relationship is with AP, but he's he's clearly doing his own thing there, and that's awesome. So yeah, so I mean that's a that's a welcome, welcome change. So it's in the QP, QPR2, so it'll be a while before it's out to the standard release, right, Michelle? Like normally what's the what's the lag between the stuff that you showed in QPR2 versus when average users will see it? QPR two is going to hit stable stable in March, so Great. quite a while. Yeah, so a few months at least. No, not not that far off. I mean, here we yeah. are. It's 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 almost the end of the year, so March isn't that far off. So, and then that update presumably will take a long time because that update will have to apply before the faster updates yep. can apply <laughs> moving right. forward. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, I think so. you have to apply the <laughs> the update to do the faster updates. Right? Right. 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 It's yeah. like. <laughs> It's like you're on a you're on a train going 80 miles an hour and you want to make it go 100 without stopping. So you still gotta you still gotta apply the the uh, the the, uh, the update. That's pretty funny. I think so. so. A little bit of yeah. MC Escher kind of mentality going there. <laughs> or but. Boros kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, everyone, go to Patreon.com/slash/AndroidFaithful and you can vote every week. Uh, voting happens on Mondays um, and 
every anybody signed up for the Patreon can vote. Um, and we love the fact that you guys help us pick something to talk about. So very cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, all right, so moving on to hardware, a couple of quick uh, kind of things to look forward to. Michelle and JR, if you want to get your calendars out, I'm sure you already have it out here. But uh, so Samsung Galaxy S24 launch date is imminent. Um, it looks as if uh, Samsung confirmed the 2024 Galaxy Unpacked event to the Korean press and confirmed that the uh, launch date will be January 17th. Uh, which is about 15 days ahead of how uh, of previous models, um, and you know we can expect seeing you know seeing the Galaxy S24, which I feel like has been shared through leaks, um, and then pre-orders will start after the event. Um, and we, as we talked about last week, Michelle, uh, right, that that uh, Samsung's going to get into the AI game uh, with this release. Um, so excited to see that. Uh, I don't know, Jr. How do you feel about Samsung these days? Are you pro con Samsung? How do you? You know, I think what I'm most interested to see, the AI stuff, all right, cool. I mean, some of it's practical. Some of it's just sort of like buzzword for the sake of buzzword at this point. We'll see what they do. I'm really curious to see, and this phone may be too soon, but I'm really curious to see if and how they're going to respond to the pixel upgrade increase of going to to the seven-year guarantee. I mean, Samsung, of course, prior to that had raised the stakes itself by by bumping its Galaxy phones up. And there's ideally the whole competitive marketplace thing leads to everybody getting better. And, you know, it's easier and cheaper for the manufacturer to not do that. But once somebody does, expectations go up. So I'm really hopeful that Samsung will, if not match, at least bump up and follow suit. I I don't know. This, this may just be too soon, but I'm curious to see if they do. And if not, then hopefully by next year, well, next, next year's the following years, we'll, we'll see some action there. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to sell well, you know, it's going to be almost certainly going to be a hit. So it'll be cool to see what, what even the surface level features, the AI stuff, what they can do and how it compares. Hopefully it won't just be the usual like Bixby kind of, why is this here? Google's already doing this better thing. Hopefully they'll come up with something cool, new and different and, and having a purpose to exist. Yeah, and I feel like enough times happened since the Google announcement for them if they want to extend that coverage period that they get their ducks in a row in order to do it. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but Samsung's not the only ones coming up. Uh, in fact, even sooner, 
uh, our good friends over at OnePlus have set a launch date for December 4th for the OnePlus 12 um, to capitalize on their 10-year anniversary. It's hard to believe. I didn't even realize this, that it's been 10 years of OnePlus. They were uh, founded in uh, December of 2013 um, when they were founded by Carl Pei, who's now with nothing, and Pete Lau. Um, and so they're going to be doing the OnePlus 12 announcement on December 4th um, and uh, you know, a very dramatic shot of Pete Lau standing on a watch face with which is, you know, you know, um, to announce the date. Um, so, and we've seen a bunch of new, uh, we've seen a bunch of leaks on the OnePlus, uh, OnePlus 12. It's going to be running Snapdragon HN3, got a new camera. It's going to have wireless charging, um, which is a hot button topic for OnePlus users and that sort of thing. So I'm excited to see uh, how the OnePlus 12 uh, rolls out uh, because I do love my OnePlus Open. Um, JR, have you gotten to play with the OnePlus Open at all or? No, I haven't spent much time with that. So you 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 have that one there? Yeah, it's it's over there. I, Michelle, you probably have it handy, right? Like we're both yeah, Michelle and I are in love, with, in love with this device. It's fantastic. It it's, looks yeah. cool. I definitely yeah. need to spend some time with it. Yeah, it's if you like, like the Pixel Fold, I think you'll love the OnePlus Open because like the Pixel Fold, like we talked about this a little bit when we reviewed the phone. Um, it's almost like a th- uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears thing. Like the Samsung Galaxy Fold is a little too small, and the Pixel Fold is a little too fat. Uh, mm-hmm. OnePlus Open feels like just the right form factor, just the right size for a good, for the book foldable style. Um, so curious to see what you know what the OnePlus 12 can do to add to the to the larger you know kind of OnePlus offering, and the fact that they're adding back wireless charging. If that's hopefully that that is an indicator of what's to come, because the OnePlus Open does not have wireless charging, which is yeah. a lot of people complaining about. So. And uh, one thing to note, Ron, about that December launch for the OnePlus 12 that will probably just be the china launch if we want to see the global like the availability in the u.s we'll probably have to wait till at least january we don't know exactly when uh but we will have to wait a little bit and hopefully we'll also at least see in december the oneplus watch 2 which i think we talked about last week or was it the week before well probably with that 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 marketing shot of of pete standing on a watch standing on a watch that that kind of indicates that the watch is coming yeah so a little bit of it very subtle a little bit very very subtle Um, i love that oneplus is still still kicking that we've got them we've got nothing you know it it Things have condensed so much over the years where it's like, yeah, Google's still there. You got Samsung, Motorola, but we used to have all these little random players. I mean, what was there was like the next bit. There are all those other ones essential. I mean, a lot of it's gotten harder and harder for these smaller non mammoth companies to compete. And so the fact that OnePlus is still kind of being the alternative and the little guy, it's cool. That's what makes Android fun and different and what it is. I, I was disappointed when speaking of essential, awesome, that OSON. Yeah didn't end up well it kind of did a crypto thing but but it didn't it didn't end up coming up with what we were all i think a lot of us here were looking forward to as the essential phone sequel the, of sorts, the next but, the next generation right yeah. yeah yeah but it's cool that some of these companies are still carrying the torch and doing something a little different and you know it, it may be an enthusiast play it may never be like mainstream top tier shelf and verizon but it doesn't have to be it's cool that, that stuff still exists and, and is an option out there for everybody exactly I like it. It definitely is. A, I feel like we're trending towards again going back to what we're going to be thankful for. But we're trending towards a, a, a. I feel like another period of kind of hardware um, uh, variety. You know, lack of sameness, which is good. So yeah, um, you gonna get a rollable phone, Ron? I oh man, I'm right there. I, you, I mean, years ago I was promoting the foldables. I was saying this is the next big thing. I think the roll roll rollables are right behind that. So. Um, We'll it's something. See. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, all right. So, Michelle, how about uh, how about this next story? So, um, those of you who have who've been having a bit of MagSafe envy, 
from uh, your iPhone wielding friends will be glad to know that soon, hopefully soon, smartphones with the new Qi 2 wireless charging standard will be coming on the market. Um, so for those who don't know, Qi 2 includes the new magnetic power profile, which is basically the generic standardized version of Apple's MagSafe, their magnetic wireless charging um, implementation. So whenever Android smartphones with Qi 2 support come out, that's when you'll actually properly have MagSafe compatible Android smartphones because um, that's what the new standard entails. And the Wireless Power Consortium, which is the um, governing body that dictates the wireless charging standards, sent out a press release talking about the uh, first Qi 2 production smartphones that are coming soon. And one of the partners was Google. And like the Google spokesperson, the I think the product manager on the team, mentioned that they're working on bringing this technology to future Pixel phones. So, so not Pixel phone, they just said Pixel devices. So it's looking like potentially a future Pixel smartphone or maybe P- Pixel tablet or Pixel smartwatch will support Qi 2 wireless charging. Uh, we don't know exactly when or which product, but uh, it is exciting to finally have basically MagSafe on Android because you know it's a very convenient charging implementation. It's just something that has been proprietary to Apple for a long time. Yeah. JR, do you take advantage of the wireless charging? Where do you fall in that world? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I've kind of dabbled on and I mean, you know, Google's kind of given it to us, taken it away, like going back. Well, wasn't the Pixel 4, I think, the first? I at think, least the first I think Pixel. So. That was two. one that had that weird Pixel orb. had it, I think. Oh, yeah. Pixel 4, I'm thinking of the orb. That's the one I'm thinking. That's, that's why I always think of that. But yeah, then it wasn't there for a while. But yeah, no, I, I've definitely gotten in the habit. And so I've also, I'm wearing Pixel Buds right now. So those plop on the same thing. And yeah, it's nice. I've got, I've got a charger here on my desk. I've got one you know, kind of close to where, where my bedroom is. And obviously it's very like third world problemy. It's not a big deal to plug your phone in, but it's just so nice and convenient to just drop it down. You don't have to deal with the USB port inevitably getting like clogged up with lint and having to clean it out over time. I guess if you're still using it for data transfer, you might, but yeah, it's nice. It's nice. And, and, and having the MagSafe kind of thing seems they're going to be the people who say, uh, it's an Apple thing. What a, it's a good idea. Even Apple comes up with a good idea sometimes. So if we can use it, hey, more power to all of us. As long that's, as it works universally, not as long as it's not proprietary, right? That's the one. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, so. Exactly. So yeah, that'll be that'll be great. I mean, it will kind of suck that there will be that that transitional period where we have to buy all new accessories because <laughs> the standard is going to change. But but hopefully it'll stick. And then once you get those once, they'll just they'll work from there on out. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because I, I don't use wireless charging, so like I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, oh. you know. So it's like it's it's the, those who those who subscribe to wireless charging are passionate about it, and those of us who aren't are just like, ah, eh, whatever. Just like, like to your point, it seems like it's, it's it seems like a luxury, like a nice to have, you yeah. know. So, um, do you have a, a, a problem with it, or is it no, just kind of like, no, yeah, I whatever? Just, I just have never, uh, I just have never uh, taken the time to get all the yeah. stuff, right? Like yeah. I've got my yeah. USB C cable by my on my nightstand. I plug it at the end of the day, and that, that works for me. So yeah. <laughs> well, then also like when you travel, what are you going to bring a charger? With? It's one more right. thing to shove in your bag. I never bring out if I'm going anywhere. So so yeah. it is a it, it is a slightly silly luxury solution. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it is nice. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is funny because I did stay at a hotel that had a wireless charging base on the nightstand. I was like, oh, cool, I'll use it. I put the phone on, I saw it did the charge, I went to sleep, and it must have moved or slipped, and it just didn't charge overnight. I'm like, see, this is, and it's happened, my, my wife has the iPhone, and she, and I got her the wireless charging base, and it happened the other day where she like thought it was on charging, and it wasn't, and then she had like 6% battery, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely, it can, it can be fraught. 
So yeah, that's true. hopefully yeah, T2 will solve that by magnetically yes, aligning the exactly. two devices. Yeah, by making sure it, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go. So, um, all right, cool. So quick, a couple of quick uh, under the hood stuff in terms of processors. Uh, Snapdragon 7 Gen 3. Uh, lots of exciting there after Qualcomm announced the the, the mid range 7 series chipset, um, and the results are are in, and it's uh, giving up to 15% uh, improved performance on the CPU um, and. 50% improved performance on the GPU um, and overall 20% uh, better on power saving. Um, so those uh, those kind of benchmarks are are given thumbs up across the board for the Snapdragon 7 Gen 3. Um, Michelle, is there anything else I'm missing in terms of that's note with the, the Snapdragon Gen 3? Or uh, I think I guess one thing to note: exhilarating that- AI. Ooh, <laughs> is that we don't we don't really know what devices will actually. I mean, like. At the at the very end of this article, you can see that we are expected to have devices from Honor and Vivo launch with this chipset. Typically, you don't actually see a lot of smartphones launch with these, like the seven Gen One series, seven Gen Two. I don't think there were very many devices that even launched with them. So I'm kind of curious to see, you know, if that trend will continue or if we'll actually have more devices move to the lower end, especially as like the market is hurting and people aren't buying as many devices as they used to. Like prices got to come down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then additionally, over on the MediaTek side of things, I was very jealous as many, many of our friends are at the MediaTek Summit recently. <laughs> I saw, I was very, I got a little bit of FOMO looking on the Instagram, seeing uh, lots of friends of the show hanging out. Um, but uh, as part of that summit, MediaTek uh, and, uh, officially launched the MediaTek Dem- Dimensity 8300. Um, and as they say, it's got um, uh, a tri cluster ARM V9 CPU, um, and it's, uh, you know, therefore going to have a, a blazing fast GPU. Wi-Fi 6E and support for on-device generative AI. Um, so it definitely is packing in a lot under the hood on the Dimensity 8300. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're into processor stuff, you're probably you're going deep into all this sort of stuff that it does. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it will be interesting. Um, MediaTek also did mention uh, its compatibility with dual displays, um, which you know leads to some speculation that is it a processor that's really you know leverage foldables um, or what what does dual displays mean if not foldables from there so um, exciting stuff on processors I have a hard time with that personally because it's a very very nitty gritty right <laughs> so yeah I'm with you I mean it's cool I, I'm more interested to see when we see what it can really do but it, of course you've got to start with the the, yeah. the, the specs and the, the processor stuff, itself but yeah. yeah so yeah I think this upcoming generation of especially the flagship end will be really interesting to see exactly how much AI can be done on device. Because one of the things that Google caught a little bit of flack over on the Pixel 8 launch was like, you know, there's a lot of AI features on the Pixel 8, but a lot of it's not being run on device. It's being sent off to the cloud for processing, like a lot of the photos, magic editor features, for example. And how much of that will be able to be done on devices with the next-gen Snapdragon and MediaTek chipsets? And how, I guess available will the will technology be because you know will one manufacturer offer the feature will another manufacturer not offer that feature it's really interesting to see what we can do with this new these new powerful chipsets yep. all right so uh, michelle you've been on a don quixote asks journey uh with your webcam haven't you <laughs> that's the only way uh, i can yes, describe Ron. it <laughs> <laughs> so recently i've been doing a little experimenting with my webcam and uh because i've just been 
I like I've had to like I've had guests over, like I've been uh going to my visiting family's house and things like that. I'm like, I don't wanna move my I don't wanna take my little Brio with me. I don't wanna unplug it from my desk. So let me just try out the Android 14 webcam feature just to see how it goes. Cause I've been covering it for a long time. I've been anticipating it for so long. And then once I tried it out and then I compared it to third party webcam software, I'm I discovered that for some reason the Android 14 feature just the quality is just so much worse. I don't know exactly why. Like, are they doing aggressive like compression before sending the video feed over to you know the device via USB? It's like, I don't know exactly what is going on. But if you compare Android 14's webcam feature versus a third-party app like Camo or any other solution, you'll notice that the built-in solution is just significantly worse in quality. So. Let me do it. For those of you who are watching live on the video feed right now, right now I'm not using Android 14's webcam feature, but I am using my Pixel, Pixel 6 Pro as a webcam. And I'm using one of the third party solutions that I um, alluded, that I mentioned in the article. I'm not going to explain how I set it up, it's a little complicated. <laughs> yeah. But basically, I'm, using, I'm not using Android 14's webcam feature right now, but in just a second, I will switch over to the Android 14 webcam feature so you can compare before and after. So this is what I'm using. I think it's much higher quality. I'll let you be the judge of that. Once I switch over, um, just take a look for yourself and compare. Yeah, so I'm well, going to do a little bit like of magic a, yeah, right here. A little live, 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 live demonstration right a here. Little, yeah. A little live demo stuff. But in the meantime, okay. while he's while he's switching his webcam, going to encourage everybody to go to AndroidCentral.com where Michelle wrote up basically a, br- a breakdown that the article was called The Android 14 Webcam Feature Makes My $1,000 Pixel 8 Pro Look Like a Cheap Camera. Um, and it goes into some details of you know the, the journey he's been on um, in terms of this and the testing that goes th- go through it. And it's really, it's got to be a software issue, right, Michelle? I mean, like if it's, yep. you know, so have you switched over I'm, now at this point? I'm back. Yes. I'm okay. Back. So we're going to go so back to zoom into me sc- right now. So, yeah. And so oh, those yeah. of you who are watching the video food, video feed, I have changed. I am, I was using previously the third party tool that I talked about in the article. And now I'm using Android 14's built-in webcam feature. Like this is the you thing can tell that you'll get for sure. in the December update when that rolls out, um, I think in two weeks from now. Once that rolls out, you'll be able to, you know, swipe down your status bar and change the USB mode to webcam. And this is the quality that I am getting right now for my Pixel 6 Pro using the built-in webcam feature. And I think you can quite obviously tell there's a dramatic difference in quality. I think it's way worse than what I was using before. And um, like I, I don't know why it's way worse. I'm hoping it's just a software issue and that Google can change the quality settings and that they can bump up the you know the, the lower the re- compression so that it looks way better or just offer some quality option because um maybe one reason they did it is because of thermals right maybe maybe potentially running it at a higher resolution just could make the device overheat well i did test that out like last week was a live demonstration i recorded for two hours at 4k 30 and my Pixel 6 Pro did not overheat. The battery temperature, I think, reached a peak of 36 degrees what, Celsius. I'm sorry, what did you record for two hours? <laughs> oh, it was a recording. I was, was, like, the, was it like the Truman Show? You're just like, where you're just like making lunch? And <laughs> we may not want to know. This might just be something better not explore. It's fine, so Michelle, whatever 4K you do. 30. Yeah, I was no. at 4K 30 and my phone did not overheat. I was quite surprised. This was no. a Pixel 6 Pro with a first gen tensor and it ran fine for two hours. Yep. Even when, so, even when, even when in Tokyo sees the drop, and she says significant drop in quality in the chat, along with uh, Techno Mensch in the chat who says, great yeah, name. yeah, yeah, great, great name. name. Yes, I'm watching through Twitch Google TV app on 4K TV, and yes, there's definitely a difference. So uh, confirmed. Yeah. So so let me just uh, switch back very quickly, so okay. that those of you can do one more quick comparison. Uh, this <laughs> should take just a few seconds. All right. Deactivate. Um, 
There we go. As as we get a little switching, that looks a lot worse. Yeah, that does. Yeah, the black screen is really. That's an interesting feature. It actually is <laughs> none more black, as it okay, were. Yeah, I should be back now. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, much okay. better. Yeah. What well, do you yeah, think? You can tell difference. Right. You can tell difference yeah. for sure. You can actually see the details on my face now. Yeah. I'm not a sometimes camera that. stuff starts to feel really <laughs> academic. You know, you have to zoom in and look at the, this. is This is very obvious. Just to like the, the naked eye looking at a monitor yeah. in front of me. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. And, I, you know, I wouldn't have a much as much of an issue with it, but like Google's marketing, like they had a video that says you can now use your epic Android camera as a webcam. And like on their landing page, it says you can use your beautiful web, you can use your Android phone as a beautiful webcam. I'm like, what beautiful webcam? That didn't look beautiful to me before. And so now that's why I kind of <laughs> wanted to highlight this. So hopefully Google can add like an option for us to bump the quality up if we want. Yep. All right. Well, interesting. Thank you, Michelle, for uh, for doing the doing the Lord's work and and figure out the webcams. And maybe we'll see if we can, we can hear from someone at Google to to explain what's going on there and see maybe it's a, it's a work in progress on their side. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, let's go wrap it up on hardware. Um, we got a couple of we're running a little long. Hopefully, Jr. You can still hang with us for a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, sure. Good. So um, we got a couple of app stories to get through, and then we got well, then we're gonna give thanks. So uh, first up, Michelle, why don't you tell us about Microsoft? So. So Microsoft has long had this app on Google Play called Link to Windows and on your PC, Windows PC, called PhoneLink. Basically, it lets you communicate between your Windows phone, Windows PC and your Android uh, device. You can basically send photos, you can send links, you can uh, access your photos and things like that. But if you have a Samsung device or an Honor device that has the Link to Windows app pre-installed, you get additional functionality such as Instant Hotspot. Um, such as the ability to mirror apps on your phone or mirror your screen. Well, now that kind of baked-in functionality is coming to OnePlus and Oppo devices running the Oxygen OS 14 slash ColorOS 14 release. So those updates to those devices will get the Link to Windows app pre-installed and also gain that additional functionality that is only possible if you pre-install that app on your Android device. And this has to be done through a partnership with Oppo and Microsoft because obviously you have to pre-install the app at the, you know, the the manufacturing process during the build time. And it's not something you can just do by downloading the app and you get access to all this additional functionality. So um, if you use a Windows PC and an Android phone I'm, and you're planning on picking up or you already use an Oppo or OnePlus device, I'm sure you'll appreciate this added functionality you'll get with the update. Right on. Cool. Um, quick update for WhatsApp users. Um Google uh, Android quietly posted in the support forum that uh, they're going to be changing the way WhatsApp chat history is handled on backups on Android. Uh, moving forward, um, your backups will start counting towards your Google account cloud storage limit. Um, as they say, similar to how WhatsApp backups are handled on other mobile platforms. Um, so this is going to start rolling out to WhatsApp beta users starting December 23rd and then gradually roll, roll out to all WhatsApp users on Android. I did not know these backups didn't reflect against my storage limit. I have, I use Google One. I have many, many, many gigabytes or terabytes of storage with Google. Thankfully, so I don't really think of it. But um, if you are limited to the, the 15 gig of storage uh, on your Google account at no charge um, and you're using WhatsApp, you and if you have a lot of activity, a lot of stuff to back up in there, uh, you're going to want to take a look at it. I do like the fact that WhatsApp allows you to indicate whether you back up just the chats and media or just the chats and no media because honestly in the gigs of backups many of that are videos and photos that honestly are disposable and so like i tend to back up just the chats because i'm a weird hoarder and i have my me and my wife's entire chat history going back to when we were dating on whatsapp and i want to keep that for some reason i don't know but uh so yeah 
So I love how they're testing this out with beta testers first, as if this is something you want to test. You want yeah. to have your your storage counted against your Google account. <laughs> my wife and I started chatting on MySpace when we were wow. first dating. How bad is that? And you don't have. Or, and see, can you don't back that up. And you don't have the chats, right? You don't have. The no, history. I tried. Yeah, one yeah. like. I, it went through that weird Justin Timberlake era, and I don't know. At some point, I tried to to sign back in, and it was yeah. Gone. So, so you you planned this out nicely. Well done. So Daniel in the chat says that he uses SMS backup and restore thanks to Jr. and your recommendation. Oh, yeah, that's a great tool. Yeah. yeah, I still it's use one that of those one well. like longstanding. Just the design to... is awful. That hasn't been updated in a decade, yeah. but it works. It's so good. <laughs> it gets the so, job done. You install yeah. it. You use it. You never look at it again. Maybe you uninstall it. I mean, it's like a, a, a five minutes once a year thing. Or, or maybe you use it for more. But either way, it's like it just sits there and runs. Beautiful yep. thing that gets the job done. Exactly. All right, Michelle, what's going on Google Photos? All right. So we have two new updates coming out, uh, running out right now. So the first feature is called PhotoStack. So Google Photos will now automatically identify and group similar photos that were taken close together into something called a PhotoStack. And then it'll select the top pick that best captures that moment. And uh, basically, it's just, you know, you take a whole bunch of photos at one location or like one particular moment. Google Photos will use AI, I guess, to automatically group them together and uh, create a photo stack. So now you'll have the option to select your top pick. You can modify the stack. Or if you don't like this feature, you can turn it off entirely. So this is a neat way, you know, if you take a whole bunch of photos and you don't have to create an album for each and everything. You can just uh, let a photo stack be created just for a couple of photos that are very similar. In, yeah, I like um, that. As someone who takes... Or- Someone who takes twenty to thirty photos of my kids in one spot, trying to yeah. get the one shot of them smiling. This is this is a nice, this is a handy feature. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other new feature is better screenshot and document organization. Oh, so thank Google, God. Google Photos will now better ID and categorize screenshots and documents into more helpful albums like IDs, receipts, and event information. So previously, you take a photo of a document, it would just put it into like a documents album. Now it'll actually start to get categorize it more accurately. And also, photos will automatically identify things like dates and screenshots, so you can quickly add a reminder in your calendar. So if you just take a screenshot and it has like a date, they'll you see like a little chip that asks you to add a reminder in your calendar. So just uh, help you out a little bit more if you take a lot of photos of things and screenshots of things. Cool. That reminders thing is cool. Google had so many cool reminders features, and then they kind of fell apart for a while, and they took some away. And the, it, it's cool to see that cross app reminder thing coming back again. I, I, that sounds like something that be, could potentially be really useful if it works as well as it's made out to. Yep. I love Google Photos. I really do. That's so good. Same. So, yeah. All right. And the last uh, bit of story is about Huawei. We talked about this last week uh, when they announced their new Harmony OS uh, Next. Uh, and they said there was going to be no support for APK files, uh, which, as we all know, are native Android apps. Um, and they're getting ready to roll this out to users, um, which made a lot of people confused. Um, so a week after that announcement, Huawei did issue a clarification uh, that overseas units will not receive the new OS. So mobile phones and tablets outside of China will keep using EMUI or M, M, is it, EMUI, um, the, Harmony, <laughs> yeah, the, Har- the Harmony OS uh, looking like version of AOSP uh, on Huawei, but, uh, but doesn't have the Google services and apps, but it will continue to support native apps. So if you're outside of China using a Huawei device, you will still be able to use APKs. Um, anything else there, Michelle? Am I missing on that? Or is that, that no, that's pretty up? much it. Cool. Which kind of raises the question, like, how different is Harmony OS next, truly? Like, 
Are they question. diverging it completely? Are they maintaining two separate, entirely different operating systems? One for the yep. Chinese market and one for overseas? Or is it just a branding difference? And how much of it is it really different? Like, we don't really know. Good question. So, um, and it was very cool because Wynn uh, shared with us in cabs in Tokyo ads for Huawei products, which was pretty cool. Um, we might show it next week on the show. Um, uh, didn't have time for it this week, but uh, more from that. Um, but that's a good segue because uh, now we're going to get into normally we, we uh, do emails at the end of the show. But given that Thanksgiving is this week, um, I wanted to take the opportunity to let's be thankful with this AI generated image of Android having Turkey that I made. Um, but, uh, we polled, I, I, we polled the audience. We posted to social media. We posted to Patreon. We posted to discord and said, tell us what you're thankful for about, um, here in Android. And all three of us are going to share our thoughts as well. But, um, I thought it would be great to hear from folks who couldn't be here, including when, even though she's in the chat, um, she sent in a video about what she's thankful for. So, uh, let's, let's hear from Wynn right now first to kick it off. This is Wynn. I'm in Tokyo. So I couldn't be with y'all this week, but I wanted to let you know what I'm thankful for this year, 2023, for Android. Mostly that this is the unofficial year of the foldable, we'll call it that, and that we've all decided to join the flip side, whether it's with the Pixel Fold, which I'm using to record right now, or the Z Fold, your Techno Flips, your Moto Razor Pluses, your OnePlus Opens. It's been a really great year. And yeah, I'm also just really, most of all, thankful for y'all. It was a little rough when we had to leave the old show, but I am incredibly thankful that <laughs> you guys just came with us to this new show and supported us, especially our patrons out there. So yeah, happy Thanksgiving and done it. See you later. So that was Wynn live from uh, Tokyo. But thank you, Wynn, for doing that from uh, from Tokyo. But uh, thankful for the year of the foldable. Pretty exciting. So um Excellent. So uh, before we get into our first community for folks, uh, Michelle, what are you what are you thankful for this year? In general, I'm just thankful to be close by with friends and family. Like I know a lot of folks, they move far apart from the family and it's, you know, kind of tough to visit them pretty like, you know, on a regular basis. But uh, we all live in the same general area in the same cities. Like my brother lives in Austin, just a two and a half hour drive up to there if I want to see him, you know, it's it's, it's really nice to be uh, close to family. Nice. Very good. Um, all right. Well, then why don't you share our first uh, community thanks? There you go. From So from Robert in Al- from Robert from Alaska um, has sent in a post saying, I've heard so many stories from people about losing all their data when a phone breaks or is lost. And Robert is thankful for Android backup. He says that he hasn't lost or broken their phone so bad they could lose their data. But if he did... Um, I could always back it up to the cloud. I buy a new phone and I opt in to restore everything. Apps start downloading. My photos are available on Google Photos, even when my wallpaper gets restored. Back up your stuff. Been a faithful fan for years. Thank you for coming back in a new form. And thank you, Robert from Alaska. That's a good unsung hero, thankful thing. I mean, it wasn't so many years ago that those of us who have been around for a little while now can remember when it was just awful. To, to deal with setting up a new phone, if you if you lost something, like you don't think about it because it just most for the most part, not always, but for the most part, just works now, and and that it's that's a it's a thing. magical thing, I in like fact, that. yeah, and I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the 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 even the switching devices and like restoring your wallpaper because I remember I used to have to like export all my settings and set up a new phone, and, and now it just all happens magically. So yeah, it's really it's really quite amazing how that happens. So 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I signed into an old Dropbox account that I don't ever use anymore and found like so many like backed up APKs and and random app settings files, apps that I haven't looked at, you know, since 2009 or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, you you used to have to export your apps list and then go like re-download them all manually. I mean, it's brutal. It sounds archaic, but it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So, all right. So uh, next up, we're going to hear from Florence Ion. So here's Flo's thankful bit. Hi, folks. Ron asked me to tell y'all what I'm thankful for. I've been thinking about it a lot, okay? Now, when it comes to being an Android user, I've been very, very thankful for Nearby Share. Do you know how easy it's made my life? I've been able to send memes from my PC to whatever Android phone I'm using in the vicinity to send a meme. Because at the end of the day, if it makes sending a meme very easy, I'm a very happy customer. Number two, I'm very happy that the Android faithful have stuck around with the Android faithful, that this is a podcast that you are going to get to enjoy in the new year. And I'm very happy to be a part of it and very thankful as well. And number three, I'm thankful that Carl Pei made a villain of himself the other day, because I know that the world is still turning when it's been zero days since the last PR infraction from Carl Pei. Everybody have a safe, happy, healthy Thanksgiving, and thanks everybody to tuning in and keeping the Android love alive. Well, Flo is I, Flo is very unique. That was savage. I, I did not expect the last one. <laughs> she definitely wins for best creative use of like a clip on laugh mic. Yes. That was that was nice. Exactly, exactly. It was the knives fault. out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I hate to make somebody follow that, but uh, we'll go to back to the community uh, with our next uh, uh, thankfulness from Cousin of Ja, who's currently in the chat room, who sent in and said, I am thankful for the ability to choose my own launcher and to be able to sideload F-Droid apps. I am thankful for the continued ability to view my files as files like I used to do on my computer. I am thankful for the number of options of phones, each with their own strengths and weaknesses. I'm thankful for Android 14 finally splitting out notification and ring volume sliders. I'm not thankful for my phone allowing every call to ring while on Do Not Disturb, even if I've set the interruption exceptions to no calls. (laughs) When it comes to Android, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Happy Thanksgiving, faithful cousin of Jah. Um, and I, it was poetic. That was just that was it beautiful. Was wonderful. And I'm so thankful that Cousin Ja is still with us, longtime live stream viewer. Um, back to all that Android days. Uh, thank you for that. That was fantastic. Um, so Jr., what what are you thankful for this year in the world of Android? Uh. So I, th- I thought about it. I'm going to go a little on the the sappy side, but my first I, I have two. They're they're quick. The first one is that I it's genuine. Really am thankful for the community of passionate Android users who are out there still as curious as ever. We see and hear a lot about, you know, these things ebb and flow. Android is was, was on a crazy growth spurt for well over a decade. Now iOS is gaining ground. Android's not the cool new thing, but there's still those of us who use it, appreciate it, like these, these testimonies we've just been hearing, know what makes it special. And there are still people who are every bit as excited about the same stuff as we are. And beyond that, willing to to hang with us, to support us on these smaller scale independent projects that you guys are doing here, I'm doing, that we're doing just kind of in our own little corners. And there are people still here with us making that possible and, and keeping the magic alive. And natural segue from that Again, at the risk of being a little little sappy, I am thankful for you guys for doing this because I was really sad and not just on a personal level, but just on a broad level when the the AAA show went off the air, the, the virtual digital air, I guess, 
Uh, and I get it. I know there, there's a lot going on. Twit is a, a big organization. There's a lot of business things. The fact that you guys were able to take the ashes of that and bring it into this and keep what really is an unparalleled Android audio show going is is just fantastic. And aside from the role, a small role I've had in that show over the years, I've, I've always been a, a fan, a listener, a watcher. And so it's so cool to see it keep going in this this new evolved form. And I'm glad that you all came up and, and so quickly put this together and, and made it happen. That is just, uh, that's fantastic. You're going to get me emotional. If Wynn was here, we'd already have waterworks going on. But uh, thank you, Jared. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, so I think that's a great segue to hear from our good friend and former co-host, uh, Mr. Jason Howell. So let's hear it, Jason. Jason's oh, yeah. Android Faithful Crew, it's me, Jason Howell. Yes, I am uh, recording this in my car. What can I say? It's Thanksgiving break. Things are crazy. I think the thing that I'm most thankful for with Android this year is its tenacity. This whole thing with Apple and RCS. And remember, not too long ago, Hiroshi Lockheimer going nutso on Twitter in all these like veiled uh, efforts to get Apple to acquiesce and everything. Well, it worked. You stuck to it. You made it happen. I really appreciate that about Android and Hiroshi and Google. Hey, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. I miss you. Bye. Uh, we miss you too, Jason. That's fantastic. Uh, it's good to see Jason. Yeah, it's a great to see Jason. Um, and thank you to Jason and Flo and Wynn for sending in their videos. Um, and lastly, a couple of folks on Patreon shared their uh, shared their uh, their thankfulness. Bob Rissler wrote in and said, thankful for the company that shall not be named might start supporting the RCS standard soon. Obviously, we all are. Um, and Rick, They're innovating it, I think he means. Yeah. They're inventing and innovating it. Exactly, ourselves. inventing it. Right? <laughs> um, and Rick, Rick Ankrum uh, wrote in on Patreon and said, I, I, am for the, I am thankful for the Android faithful stepping up when All About Android ended. The team is on the ball, and we're doing our best. Uh, so thank you, Rick and Bob, for doing that. Um, and what I'm thankful for, in addition to being thankful for everything that everyone said uh, so far. Um, I'm thankful that, and JR, you kind of touched on it as well, and we talked about it earlier in the show. Um, we're coming off of a couple of years of sameness of, I don't know if it was post-pandemic, just, you know, like it took a while for the those you know the dust to shake off our boots, but it's a really exciting time to be into Android right now. And I feel like going into 24, it's going to be even more exciting. You know, you know f- the hardware got an injection of, of excitement with the foldables. Um, we're seeing such great stuff happening on the software side. Um, just there's so much to talk about every week as evidenced by our attempt to keep these shows tight and concise and we run long because there's just so much to discuss. Um, so I'm really thankful that we're going into what I'm hoping, especially into 24, is going to be an even more exciting time in the world of Android to just to track all the stuff and talk about it. And hey, this is a year that I got an awesome tablet with the Pixel tablet. I got an amazing foldable with the OnePlus Open. You know, the, the Pixel 8 line is is solid. You know, everything going on in Samsung is solid. It's just there's Motorola, like everybody seems to be putting out their best work. And it just seems I'm hoping that this is the beginning of another kind of fantastic time period similar to like that 2014 2015 time period which i feel like was the last period which ironically was pre-pandemic um not ironically but you know coincidentally um but then of course uh goes without saying that i'm immensely thankful for ujr and michelle and win and jason and flo and all of our guests so far on the show and just the fact that all of you listening and all of you watching are keeping us afloat and staying engaged I was telling Michelle after the show last week, you know, like we, you know, we're doing the show because we love it, 
but it's nice to see the numbers are going up every week. Um, as more of you are listening, more of you are discovering us, we're, we're getting back that old audience from Twit. It's just, you know, I'm thankful for Tom and Roger and Sarah and everybody at DTNS to be so, to welcome us with open arms. Um, it's just, it's been a, it's been a crazy year, 23. And, and, uh, I think, you know, Android faithful is one of the better things coming out of it. So very, very thankful for that. So. Yay. And now I'm going to cry. Um, here, here. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to that. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a great holiday. If in if you're in the U.S., if you're celebrating, have a great holiday. If you're not in the U.S., have a wonderful Thursday. Um, as I discovered once, I went to – when I was in college, my best friend was doing a, a semester in London, and I went to go visit him on Thanksgiving, and I forgot that it's just Thursday in England. And so, like, so it's like he had work and like school, and I was like, oh, I thought we were going like, to do dinner. But yeah, so um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the show um jr thank you so much for hanging with us we really appreciate it um in addition to android intelligence and the intelli- the intelligence.com where else can people find you on the internet are you on any social medias these days How, where, where, where are you in the social media landscape yeah. so. <laughs> not so much not not super actively i am on uh on the mastodons yeah. uh actually i'm on the twit server on the Mastodon. i saw that so cool. i'm there not not super active i don't know i've just not been in a huge social media phase i am there i mean the best place is just to get the newsletter if you go to theintelligence.com Android Intelligence comes out every Friday. It's free. Yes, there's the premium membership program. If you want to do it, cool. If not, it's a free newsletter every Friday. You'll get fun stuff about Android. So come on over. We'll stay in touch. And uh, yeah, similarly, we should do this more often. Yeah. So we'll definitely make this more more than a once every 47-year occurrence. Awesome. Moving forward. Can't wait. Excellent. All right, Michelle, uh, now's the time to tell everybody that you're on everything. I'm on everything. Twix, Discord, Telegram, WeChat, WhatsApp. Acidon, Threads. I'm going to forget to name like at least two things every week every time I say I'm on everything. I'm on every platform uh, I can think of. I, I was on Blue Sky. I abandoned it because there wasn't a lot of activity. And I don't know why they're still invite only, but whatever. Yeah. You can find me at Michelle Rahman on everything. And uh, if you want to support my work, you can find me on patreon.com slash Michelle Rahman where you can get access to my Discord group where we talk a lot about Android and Pixel stuff and stuff I don't share on social media, which I already do share a lot. And uh, if you just want to support the work that I do, you know, which is there's a lot of work involved in the articles and the things that I post. So I appreciate if you could, you know, chip in and also support this podcast as well, as you heard from Ron. Um, So, Michelle, if I was a member of your Patreon, would I get that two hour video that you shot of your of you just hanging out in your apartment or where where can I get that video? (laughs) No, no, that, that two hour was me actually using the camera. For last week's Android Faithful. Oh, okay. All right. Is, if you're a member, we, we ran you two hours total it's from pre-show perk. to the end. It, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Oh, Pro, so it's not on your only. It's not on your OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't sign up for his 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 membership, though, you are going to get that video. This is the only way to avoid having to watch that video. Exactly. So go sign up. By God, go sign up right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and lastly, I'm Ronixo across all the various social media. I'm most active on Instagram, but that's not as important as heading over to uh, patreon.com slash Android Faithful. Uh, please sign up. Uh, join us and our friends from Android Intelligence. Um, we got a lovely community going on there. Um, we're thankful for everybody who has joined uh, and has supported us uh, so far on this wonderful adventure. Um, and of course, you can find everything you need over on AndroidFaithful.com. That's got links to all of our uh, various podcast uh, apps where you can subscribe 
subscribe. You can watch the video there, all that fun stuff. Um, Because this podcast is recorded every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can watch us live on youtube.com slash daily tech news show or twitch.tv slash good day internet. And then the podcast comes out shortly thereafter every Tuesday night. Uh, Everyone have a great and safe Thanksgiving. We love you. You're the best because we all together are the Android faithful. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.